Shots Made Yesterday podcast, a podcast for tomorrow. I'm Justin, and I'm here to talk about those memories for tomorrow. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode. We've got a very special guest today. Melanie Diesel agreed to come on. I was incredibly thrilled to have her on. Before we get over to that interview, quick little introduction of Melanie Diesel. Melanie Diesel is a keynote speaker, award-winning branded content creator, and lifelong storyteller on a mission to share the power of compelling, incredible content with others. Melanie is the founder and chief content officer of StoryFuel, which teaches marketers, creators, and organizations how to tell better brand stories, and the author of The Content Fuel Framework, How to Generate Unlimited Story Ideas. And now, without further ado, let's get over to that interview. Hello, Melanie. Hi there. How how are things, because uh, you're in the Carolinas, right? I am, yeah. We just actually, just about a month and a half ago, relocated to North Carolina. Oh, where'd you come from? Uh, New Jersey, right out, right outside of New York City. Well, which one's better? Oh, goodness, it's too hard <laughs> to say. I mean, you know... New Jersey is in, in New York is where I met my husband and wrote my book and, and got married and had a baby. So I think it's ahead for now. Uh, um, but, you know, I have faith in uh, in Raleigh, North Carolina, that they can catch up someday. It's uh, well, yeah, I mean, good memories for sure. And, <laughs> and speaking of memories. So when I contacted Melanie. Uh, about coming on the podcast, I just kind of said, you know, I I do, I like to touch on some memories of kind of uh, what has gotten us where we are. The podcast is called Snapshots Made Yesterday because those snapshots made yesterday are what have created us as we are now, today, mm-hmm. and for tomorrow. So she, Melanie sent me this nice list, I ju- and I was just <laughs> like, oh my gosh, this is perfect. <laughs> I didn't. I, went, I didn't have to do a lot of digging, and so. But the other challenge for me was to figure out which one do I ask? What do I try <laughs> to touch on? So Melanie has written a book, "The Content Fuel Framework: How to Generate Unlimited Story Ideas," and I've been. I'm still working through it because it it really is a workbook. I mean, and I know you have a workbook that goes along with it, but yeah. it's fun to be able as I'm. It's not a it's not a book where I'm like, okay, I've got to go. I've just got to plow through all of this. <laughs> I can do I'm doing kind of chapter at a time and taking some notes, making little things mm-hmm. because it can really be used uh for anybody. Really? Yeah. I I mean it's I not mean... it's I know at the top it says marketers and creators. <laughs> well, anybody is a creator because That's right. It doesn't matter what you're doing. You can you are creating content constantly, so you can anybody can go out and create anything easily now, with the amount of, yeah. of uh, technology that we have. That's how I ended up meeting Melanie. I saw her on a <laughs> uh, Agora Pulse um, chat sometime and been following, and it's just been neat. So then Melanie sent me this list, and the second one on your list is the one that really caught my attention. Because she said, a professor told me to change my major when he saw potential. It changed my life. So that's what I want to know. <laughs> what was what was your major? And then what transpired? Because obviously, if it 
if that had not happened, we probably would not have this book, nor would we be having oh, this conversation. <laughs> definitely not. Yeah, so I um, I am a first-generation college student, and so when I was heading into college, I mean, my only understanding of what someone could major in was, you know, well, what did I take in high school, and where was I strongest, and I guess that's what I'll continue to study in college, you know? So I had chosen English as my major. I had always been sort of writing inclined. I was very involved in, you know, my college or my high school newspaper and, and wrote for our literary magazine. So I thought, well, you know, writers, I guess you study English. That's what you do. Right. And then maybe I become an author or something. Uh, so, so I was, <laughs> I was an English major and, and taking courses in literature and, you know, it, it was really more, I, I discovered, you know, as, as we know, I'm sure, uh, <laughs> you know, I discovered at that point that, okay, wait a second, English is really about reading other people's writing. And, and what if I want to be the one doing the writing? What do, I, what do I do for that? Now, I got very, very lucky that the, uh, the individual that was assigned as my freshman advisor, um, you know, had, had chosen a class called History of the Press as a, a sort of general education requirement, you know, sort of like all those courses you have to take, even if they're not in your, your area of expertise to get your degree. So she had said, well, you know, you might like this. We'll sign you up for this and that'll satisfy, you know, your humanities credit or whatever it, whatever category it was. So this, this course was all about the history of media in primarily in the United States, but really all about, you know, the, how, how journalism really first came to be and the first, you know, the first amendment and, and sort of going through the entire history of, and the evolution of press in America and it was so fascinating to me. And I, I really enjoyed myself. And I found myself not even caring, worrying about being embarrassed. I was just, I would raise my hand and I had so many questions and I wanted to know, well, what happens in this situation? You know, I, I was just fascinated, honestly, and it surprised even me. Um, and I came up after class one day to ask the professor a question. I think, you know, related to getting our grades back on a test or something. And, uh, and he asked me, he said, you know, I don't, I don't see you around the journalism department. So what's your, what's your major? Like what, what brings you to this class? And I said, well, I'm, I'm an English major and this is what I do. And he said, not anymore. Now you're a journalism major. Go upstairs, <laughs> fill out the paperwork. You're in the wrong place, kid. Like, this is where you need to be. This is clearly what you love, you know? And, uh, I, I, he was right. You know, <laughs> I respected him a lot and I, I was enjoying that class much more than any of the other, you know, that I was taking in my major. So I went upstairs and I filled out the paperwork. I changed my major and, you know, a whole lifetime of studying journalism and working in media uh, brings us to where we are now. <laughs> that's that's awesome. And and I mean, it really shows some people just have a gift like the professor. <laughs> they have a, yep. a gift to that are able to to hone in on something that somebody else has uh it's not really to you it's an unknown talent but to <laughs> that uh that outsider the professor it's they are able to see that and then be able to bring it out and now look at what you <laughs> and it, the 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 history that you've done when I, going over your bio and everything that I've looked at prior to this conversation i'm just like this is crazy and how in the world did i get you on the podcast but <laughs> that's because of one you being so kind and the power of social media too that's right yeah i, I mean 
everybody I has a voice. The, and that's right. Well, and I think we're also, you know, I think I, I don't know why you're so flattered. I'm happy to be here. I'm honored that, you know, you want me to, to share my story and you're giving me sort of this gift of being able to speak to your audience. So I think there's, there's always, there's no harm in asking, you know, we're, we're all, uh, we're all just people and we like to chat and we like to share our stories. And so, you know, it's sort of a symbiotic relationship with it, that you're willing to to have people on here and, and let them share their stories. Yes. Like you said, it's that the opportunity is afforded to more people now to connect, especially now in a world of COVID. I, yeah. This time last year, I wouldn't have reached out because I would have just been <laughs> like, why? Why would this? I am. I'm Justin. I live in a small town in Kentucky. That's it. Why would why would anybody want to have more of a conversation? What do you have to lose anymore? Somebody doesn't yeah. respond. Okay, that's fine. So be it. But we we all have this opportunity in front of us to be able to to share stories, to hear stories and be part of stories. It's it it's just really it's really neat. I I I just think it's really neat and I love hearing people's stories. It's just fun. It's fun to be able to do it. Working with, as I'm working through this, uh, the the workbook of yours, I guess, I don't know if you lose sight, if that's the right word. You don't lose yourself, but you kind of put things, you put things aside. You, you I mean, you have a daughter. And mm-hmm. now how old is she now? She's about to be a year old. Oh, my. Well, happy early mm-hmm. birthday. I've, I know time flies. Yeah, I've got a I've got a three year old. He turned three in May, and I was thinking the other day about how I I love film, and when I was younger, I always wanted to go into film, and then I kind of put that to the side, uh, just with what I, I worked in hospitality, and then I'm where I am now, working in a theater, and I'm doing this podcast on the side, and I I told my wife I said I feel like I've lost because I was as I'm reading the book. I, I said, I feel like I've lost part of my creativity in in life. And she just said, no, you're just channeling it differently. That's right. And I was like, women are so smart. How come <laughs> I couldn't come up with something like that? Uh, but so, But what I'm trying to get at is your book is for everybody. There is yeah. there is always I think it's fun to be able to work through it, even if you don't create anything to actually put it out there for anyone. I think this will really help get those juices flowing, especially in a time when a lot of a lot of us have been stuck at home, not being able to do anything. Yeah. We can create things. And. You, the way you have your chapters built, you lead us to the water, I guess is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah. It's well, not, it, it, uh, you, you list something off and then you're like, for example, and then there's 15 examples. <laughs> I'm, I'm going, oh yeah. Okay. So cr- helps create those, the juices, the creativity juices. Oh. I love to hear that because that really was my purpose in creating the book. I mean, I wanted to, I wanted to make it so that people didn't have that feeling to count themselves out of a creative process to say, well, that's not for me, or I'm not creative enough. I'm not, you know, funny enough, witty enough, whatever it might be that, 
you know, creativity is really, it's a skill and it's something you can practice. It's something you can get better at and it's something you can learn. And so what I wanted to do was really, hopefully simply break down, here's a, here's a system you can use to tap into that creativity. You know, just like your wife said, to sort of channel it at will when you need to, even if it's not something you're used to doing every day, or you haven't done it in a while, or you've, you know, you've had a burning idea that you've, you've never had a chance to pursue. Even if you're creating every single day, if you're a, you know, a daily podcaster or a YouTuber or a blogger, you know, there's still going to be ways that you can optimize your process and, and think through different options to tell stories in new ways. And so it, it makes me really happy to hear that you're sort of taking notes and finding yourself, you know, inspired by the examples as you work your way through it. Cause that, that really was how it was intended was to be something that provides a lot of ideas, a lot of inspiration, and then a system for you to, you know, continue doing that on your own. Uh, once you're done reading the book, it, it may be a great reference, but my hope is you walk away with the ability to, you know, create that same system for yourself. Yeah. And, and so in Melanie's book, she's got the, it's a 10 by 10 of, of mm -hmm. being able to create. And I know I, when I watched you uh, with your talk on, on Agora Pulse, you always see people, you know, they, they have these things. Sometimes they sound silly. And honestly, this, I, this is no offense to you. At first, I was like, how in the world would I be able to come up with something that fast, with one little idea? <laughs> and, and that became a challenge to me. Because I then told uh, I had told my wife because I work with the little theater that I do I do social media I'm by no means wonderful at what I do but I have fun doing it and now it's getting harder to come up with creative content or uh, be, I have to really be creative because we don't have any shows going right. on there's nothing going on we're not open. And I'm looking at, you know, okay, six more months were probably going to be closed. I need to churn out stuff. What am I going to be doing? How many times right. can I talk about this one thing, you know? So I told my wife, I said, I, for my birthday, that's the book that I want because I want – I just need something new to be able to help me come up with ideas. And maybe it will help the podcast. And little did I know here, here you are. <laughs> <laughs> so – being able to, to to flesh some of these out, and they, I mean, they may not all get used anyway, but I was yeah, thinking cool. of it, I thought, oh, man, I can actually use this in multiple ways, and not just on a hobby side, and uh, I mean, this may sound crazy, even vacation planning, <laughs> this chart can, I know that sounds absolutely crazy, but you have one thing and then you go, okay, well, what can I, what can you do from this one thing? Right. What else? And start researching around. And now that things are starting to, cause I'm going to be working, I work with the school system anyway, and things are, are turning out. And I thought, well, is this the end of my podcast? Because am I going to run out of time? Mm -hmm. Have I stuck with right now? I've been dropping an episode every week. Do yeah. I, am I done? You know, it, it will if I go down to once a month, am I going to lose all of my listeners? What do I end up doing? Well, but then I look at that and I'm like, well, yeah, but I can if I know what my episode is going to be, then I yep. can ha possibly have a month leading up to that of different types of content and even snippets of the episode before yeah. it comes out. So 
I just I, it it's been really helpful. It's been very beneficial. I just wanted to. I'm really glad to hear it. To say that, and um, yeah, I have really enjoyed it. I think it's good for anybody. I, even I mean, I mean, college. If you're in college and you need ideas for for your papers, for research papers yeah. or anything, I I think it would. We've work. actually got some professors who are going to be using it in their courses as sort of a, a supplementary text for you know courses in communications, public relations, branding, marketing, uh, even some journalism courses. I mean, I think. The whole idea with the the matrix, like you talked about in, in, in the book, it's a 10 by 10. But as you said, you can use a, a matrix to do some comparative decision making in other parts of your life as well. The whole idea really is to think, well, what are the, the two main factors at play here? You know, in the case of a content idea, it's the focus. What is the content about? And it's the format. How are we going to bring that to life? So having a, a matrix there that lists out, these are the options available to me for factor one, the focus and factor two, the format, you know, then that really allows you to, to evaluate easily and quickly what the ideas might be and give you enough guardrails to make some strategic choices about how you might fill in some of those intersections on the matrix. And so I think, you know, like you said, for vacation planning, it might be about, okay, well, if I know I only have uh, a long weekend, it has to be somewhere within you know, a driving distance. Okay. So let me list out those places. And then in those places, what might we do? We might go, uh, outdoors, maybe hiking. We might go swimming. We might go, you know, fishing. I don't know. You can sort of see the different intersections and and see, okay, do I want to go fishing in place A or fishing in place B or swimming in place C, right? So you can kind of move your way through those different options and and see what's going to work best for you. So yeah, this whole idea of, of picking those, breaking something down to sort of its smallest parts, its key elements, and then listing out your options, it really helps uh, give yourself some some creativity within confines, you know? Right. It challenges and it doesn't limit the ability. It, it makes you think about what other options. It's, it's totally that outside the box. You go ahead and you reach for the story. What's the most ridiculous thing that you could do with this idea? And you list it. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times I feel like I know I limit myself on, well, there's why would I even entertain that idea? It's not possible. Do I know it's not possible or am I just telling myself it's not possible? Being able to have that option to to put it in there, then you can just look at it every now and then. I mean, it may take 15 years or something and you come back and go, yeah, that's right. I come up (laughs) with that and I was able to do it. How cool. Well, it's, it's so interesting we, you mentioned that, too, because I, as I mentioned, we moved pretty recently, maybe about you know a month and a half, two months ago. And in that process, as, as you always do, right, there's a lot of sort of sorting through old boxes and, and deciding what you really need to take with you. And in that process of sort of pruning and cleaning and, and decluttering, I came across a notebook. And I don't know, as I'm sure many other creatives have this problem. I collect notebooks and I don't do a good job of letting go of said notebooks. So even when they're full, uh, you know, sometimes I, ha- I might need those ideas someday. Yep. Well, it, it came in luck because, uh, you know, came in handy because I came across a notebook from goodness, I think it was maybe 2013 or 14. So, you know, going back quite a bit. And in that book was a list of goals that I had for myself. Oh. And it included things like speak on a stage, you know, as a, at, a, at an event which, you know, I now have the privilege of doing in a non-COVID year, you know, multiple times a month, I do a tremendous amount of speaking. So something that was only a goal was now sort of a, a no big deal occurrence for me, you know, 
on that list was also to write a book, which, you know, at the time I was, had just published my first book, this one that we're talking about here. You know, I mentioned that I wanted to visit certain places and, you know, get married and have a family. And, you know, these kinds of things were just dreams at that point. I mean, you know, they were just ideas. And here I was, you know, five, six years later, getting to look at that list and see how many of them I had been lucky enough to, you know, to actually have accomplished. And so there's, there's something to be said for making a big, long list that may seem too big or too far away. You know, sometimes people say, well, why do I need 100 content ideas? And, and you're exactly right. You won't make all of them. That's not necessarily the point. But it does give you so many to choose from that you're not going to be stuck with one that you don't love because you couldn't think of anything else. Or, you know, a day when you're feeling stressed and you can't come up with something, you've got a whole bank of many ideas that you know can work. So it's really about, you know, just putting it down on paper, just having those ideas there to draw from. And like you said, you may come back upon it and find that you've done more than you really thought you could have. Are you going to frame that list of, of things? <laughs> I probably should. I, I did. I did decide to keep it. I ripped the page out and then I recycled the rest of the notebook. But um... it's it's definitely a keeper. <laughs> uh, but I guess the other question would be: so now that you've done that, you found that, are you yes. making a list, a new list for the future, new list of goals? I do. I, I think one of the things, and I'd have to relook at it again. There were a few things on there where I thought, "Wow, I had forgotten I wanted to do that," and I've got to sort of reignite my passion to getting some of those other things done. You know, that would be fun, sort of resurface those goals that I had forgotten about. So there's definitely some new action items coming out of that. But I think, I think like many people, I'm also still trying to figure out uh, what happens to business goals life in this new uh, COVID reality that we're in for at least the near future. Um, so maybe it's time to make another list and, and who knows how many of those things will be feasible in the short term. But yeah, it might be nice to sort of dream ahead uh, to when things are, I don't think we'll ever get back to what the world was before, but some new version uh, of, of normal that we're able to uh, to kind of move move forward with and, and start knocking some of those things off the list. The 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 new abnormal. That's what it's it's going to feel right. so weird for at least for us. But like my son, it's not going to bother him at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be just fine. One other question. Well, I I actually have two more questions. One of them's really silly, Go for but it. the first one. What is your favorite memory of publishing this book? Oh my goodness. Um, you know, it, I'll be totally honest with you. It has been a weird, weird process because that book launched the week before lockdown. Oh my gosh. Uh, before we went into <laughs> lockdown. So, oh um, you know, I, I think when I, when I think of the happiest parts, I think truly there was a moment, there was a moment when I was writing the book, I was extremely pregnant and it was middle of the summer. So it was very hot. And, uh, I was a little grumpy, you could say with that particular situation. Um, and I remember, uh, my husband sort of talking to me and reminding me, you know, why did you, why did you set out to make this, write this book in the first place? You know, why, what's your, your purpose and sort of trying to refocus me on, on the mission. And when I articulated it, you know, the thing that I had shared just, you know, a few minutes ago about wanting to be able to teach people this process, um, it, it really snapped me out of that negative mindset and allowed me to sort of feel renewed and rejuvenated and really get a bunch of writing done really quickly. And it brought me to the point where just a few days later, I was able to turn in that final manuscript. And so 
I really think about that sort of final push is like right when things were seeming really, you know, difficult and challenging that, you know, if I could refocus on the purpose, why am I putting myself through this? Uh, it really reminded me of, of why I should keep going. And so that for me is, was a, was a really great moment to sort of refocus on the purpose and, and use that to propel me forward. I mean, I know it, it launched during a bad time, but at the same time, if you had waited, you know, like you were talking in, I mean, do you, if you had waited, do you think that you'd be published right now? No, oh, no, absolutely not. So my my goal with the book is I decided I was going to get the manuscript. You know, I had talked about writing a book for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but as soon as I found out I was expecting, I knew I need to get this book done before the baby comes or else this will be one of those dreams that never becomes a reality. Right. It's just it's, it's never going to be easier to do than it is right now, as hard as it may be to believe, you know, before she's here. So. I really was steadfast about getting the manuscript done before she was born. Um, now, as anyone who's a parent knows, um, you get a due date, but that date means pretty much nothing. And the baby comes when the baby feels like coming sometimes. <laughs> so uh, I knew that I needed to get it done, you know, well ahead of that date, just in case. I- I'm really glad that I followed through on that because, you know, we worked on an aggressive timeline. I turned that book in in July of last year, so less than a year ago, and we got the book out in people's hands by the end of February. So it was definitely an aggressive uh, schedule to get everything out. But that was that was my goal. Um, I wanted to have I wanted to have it in people's hands as soon as I could, you know, help, again, fulfill that mission, focusing on the purpose of helping and teaching people as much as I could. Well, and I I do think it came out at the perfect time. I mean, I know it's it's got to be bad for sales. But (laughs) with a time when we're a lot of people have been stuck at home. If you're reading something like that, I mean, the other side of COVID is probably going to be, it's, well, it's just going to be insane in a good way, I think. I think it's just going to be, things are going to explode like we've never even seen before. Travel is going to be massive, and I hope, my big hope, is that family time, vacations spent together are going to be even more important on the other yeah. side, because we've been, I mean, I've been able to work from home since late March, uh, you know, even now, and it's getting getting ready to change in a week or two, and I'll probably cry when it changes, because that's <laughs> time that I would have never imagined getting, but I am yeah. in is so thankful that I have been able to have that and be home with my family, and that's something yeah. that I'll probably never get again. You know, my son will never be three again. And I mean, it's just all of that. But on the other side, there's a lot of content we have to come up with. So if we didn't have this book and this ideas (laughs) that are kind of festering in our minds right now, then in 2021, we might not be able to churn those out like we would now that we have the book. I just think I think the timing worked out really well. That's just that's for me. And uh, and I know you said something earlier because I, I I'd have to jump back to it about um, would you consider yourself a small business owner? I guess I would. Yeah, I mean, I we we're a we're a small business. Yeah. And see, I I have thought a lot about this over the past month, at least. I <laughs> almost feel bad saying small business because if I were to ask you, is your business personally to you is it small? Oh, no, it means the world to me. <laughs> I know. So <laughs> I kind of, because I, 
I've been really wanting to to get out uh, and help small businesses. We've been ordering from local places. I've been trying to patron as many that I possibly mm-hmm. can for different things. And I thought, you know what? Really, small business is kind of a mean phrase <laughs> to say to somebody that's their livelihood because – I mean, if somebody told me that my job was just, well, you got just a measly little job, it pays my bills. Why? That's right. It's not measly. It's not small. So I like independent. Yes. We're there you an go. Independent business, an independent business owner. Because it's just, it is, it's more important to you than I could ever be able to explain because that is you. So, but as a independent business owner, I say congratulations on what all you have been able to accomplish. And for my final question, and I think this is probably more important now of where you live. It's something I always ask everybody that's on the podcast because we are big fans. Have you ever been to Dollywood in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee? I have not. Ah. We're much closer now, though, so maybe it'll. uh, That's what I was saying. Maybe it'll Ah, happen. Much closer. You'll have to take a trip. Your daughter. Let's see. She's going to be one. So let's see. Yeah, I don't know that she'll appreciate it in all its glory just yet. Not yet, but uh, you'll have to take her at some point. They've got some yeah. really good little rides that that a, a one year old still could probably get on. So, and lots of memories to be made. Where can everybody find you? Yeah, well, if you are on social media, if that's your thing, you can search for me. I'm Melanie Diesel, D-E-Z-I-E-L, and you'll find me wherever you look for the most part. And if you want to learn more about me and my team and my book and all the fun things we do to help people sort of unlock their inner storyteller, our website is storyfuel.co, and that's story, F-U-E-L dot C-O. And I look forward to finishing the book because I've really enjoyed anybody, if you buy it, I don't know. My suggestion is don't fly through it. Take it with ease <laughs> and jot down a lot of notes. I do not write in books. I, I just can't do it. I cannot do it. I, I'll scream if I end up writing a book. <laughs> and so I, I usually stick notes and stuff and everything in there. I've got some tabs up at the top. Your creative juices are going to flow when you're reading it. And I don't care because even in education – which is kind of what I, and I, I help sub sometimes in classrooms. I've even thought of that, that this is good for, for teachers. you got to get creative sometimes. And even now, with sources being limited on what to do, you'll be able to work through a lot of content and be able to get creative with, with this book. I, I highly recommend it. I've really enjoyed it. And I really, really thank you, Melanie, for coming on today. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you so much for for all the kind words, for letting me talk to your audience and and just letting me come here and share my story. I really appreciate it. And I really I'm so glad that your professor made you change. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. I'm sure it was a a twist of the arms so much, right? It worked out just the way it should have. Exactly. Yep. I've always I've got a a saying. It's the, the snapshots made yesterday are the memories for tomorrow. And that. I think that your your story definitely fits in with with that because I mean you talk about the memories that it's creating not just for you but for a lot of other people too. Thank you again for coming on. Thanks for having me. Be sure to connect with me on Twitter at Snapshots Made, on Instagram and Facebook at Snapshots Made Yesterday. And remember, those snapshots made yesterday 
are the memories for tomorrow. Thanks for listening.